Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Happy Wednesday. Okay, so today's guest, Dan Povenmire. I'm going to just jump right into Dan because he is pretty much happiness um, embodied into a man <laughs> who voices cartoons. I mean, obviously, couldn't you tell? Like I said, he is the voice of many cartoons, but famously, he created Phineas and Ferb, um, and he does the voices. And he also um, created a new show on Disney and on Disney Plus that's called Hamster and Gretel. So that is streaming now. It's obviously, it's for kids. Um, Phineas and Ferb, you can actually watch as an adult. It's kind of, it's good. I watched it before with my kids and it's actually very uh, entertaining. But anyway, um, Dan tells me his story and it's just so inspiring the way this guy describes just like these moments that he has and, and how he just feels so blessed and so grateful that his dreams have come true in, you know, making these, these shows and writing these scripts. And it's just, it's, it's truly awesome. He's just such an inspiration. So, um, yeah, so I think you guys are going to love that interview. And then, you know, there are some things going on in the world of entertainment, obviously not great with Anne Heche, uh, passing away from, you know, her, her terrible car crash and Olivia Newton-John. Oh my gosh. So sad. She passed away last week after a 30 year battle with breast cancer. I love, loved, loved her. And I made my kids watch Grease (laughs) the night that she passed away. And I can't believe I had never, I first I said, Oh, I can't believe I've never shown them Grease before. And then I realized why my kids are basically four and six. So yeah, it's, um, very inappropriate if you're thinking about showing your six year old Grease. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the Anne Hayes stuff has been, Oh, so mind boggling to me only because, you know, I went on a show when, you know, the crash first occurred and and all her reps said she was going to be fine. So, you know, I kind of I don't want to say I made light of it, but I definitely acted like she was going to be fine. So I was shocked, you know, the next day when I started hearing rumors that she was very badly burned and then she was in a coma and then bam, she was not going to make it. And I really liked Anne Heche. I knew that she she had issues And I knew that, you know, she had some substance abuse issues, but, you know, people don't know this, but three of Anne's siblings have passed away, which is crazy. She is the fourth. Her mother has literally lost her, Anne's stepfather died of AIDS, which is crazy. Her, her real father molested her when she was a child, actually an infant, like six months old. She's had a crazy life. Um, yeah, then she lost three of her siblings, one also in a car crash, two from brain cancer. And then the last sibling was an infant. So yeah, Anne's kind of had a hard life. Um, it's not, not a secret. It's her life is out there. She's written a book and, and also she, uh, you know, all these videos started surfacing about, (coughs) sorry, I've had like a permanent cold and I can't stop coughing, but, um, so all these videos have been surfacing of Anne and Ellen and how she really paved the way for, for lesbians to come out in Hollywood. So 
I thought that was super incredible. But anyway, here is my interview with Dan Pavenmeyer. Thank you. Hi, Dan. Hey, Lauren. How are you? Good. Let me hear that moneymaker, that voice of yours. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up, cracking myself up here. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, not much. I'm just sitting here making the neighbors and waiting for Perry the Platypus to come over so I, I can be thwarted. <laughs> wow, you do not disappoint. Oh my gosh, you are so cute. I love you. Okay, so tell me about, because I have kids, okay? My kids are six and three and a half. Tell me about Hamster. I don't even know if I'm saying you're at Hamster and Gretel that's coming out tomorrow on Disney. Yes, it's, uh, it's, my it's my my follow-up to to Phineas and Ferb and Milo Murphy's Law uh and it's uh it's about a brother and a sister who are who are vastly different in age he's like 16 she's she's uh still in uh, grade school and uh and he uh he's got his his driver's license he's been waiting for his driver's license for a while he feels like once I get my driver's license I'll be in charge of my own destiny I'll be able to start my life and then, of course, when you get your driver's license and you have a much younger sister, you <laughs> end up just being the chauffeur to that younger sister. So he's just driving her to and from soccer practice in his mom's minivan, <laughs> which oh is not gosh. quite the, the fantasy that he had. But on one of those trips, he's lamenting this, and the, the car stops, and he gets out to try to figure out what's wrong with it. And there's a UFO hovering over them who says, the two of you have been chosen to receive superpowers and they shoot them with this big green ray and he gets all excited i'm gonna have superpowers and then immediately his sister can fly and bend metal and stuff like that and he's like why how are you doing that it's not working for me and when they realize that the powers went on to his sister and her hamster who happened to be in the car and uh, and this all comes from your uh, brain am i right just to sorry to interrupt you but exactly okay wow okay cool continue <laughs> so that just changes their power dynamic, you know. Uh, he's mm. uh, uh, he he sort of feels, you know, passed over, but he's like, okay, I'm gonna make the best of this. How can I help them be a superhero team? And so he sort of becomes the voice of reason to her because she's all in. She's just 100% impulse because because uh, she, she's you know nine years old. And yeah, she, yeah. Like, you got it. You gotta, you gotta stop and think about the the implications. She's like, no, I'm just gonna punch it. You know, she's like, I got all this power. I'm just gonna punch it. And uh, and this he's sort of like great. the guy in the chair on the headphones telling them, you know, the the smart thing to do, and trying to get them to listen to him. And uh, you know, because he's still, he's you know, he's still her older brother and feels like he he wants to be protective of her, mm. but you know, like she can now lift a school bus over her head. How much protection does she need? It's, right, uh, it's right. Just, it's them. So the show is really about their relationship, but it's also this superhero show. There's a lot of great action. There's the, there's a lot of heart in the relationship between them. There's the same kind of humor we did in Phineas and Ferb. There's songs in, in yeah. almost every episode. I'm trying to think if there's, if there's any we've Well, and, you know, uh, I'm thinking like you, you have to sort of... I mean, and I, not you, but just, you know, in general, when you're doing these cartoons and you're writing them and creating them, I assume you think of the parents as well, right? Because we've got to sit through this shit half the time, you know? Oh, yeah. So um, oh, do you guys yeah. do you that? Know, do you do you put parent like parental jokes in there on purpose? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we just we just try to make it funny for everybody. We just we're just really trying to make each other laugh when we're <laughs> we're, we're we're at work. And uh, and we yeah. like highbrow humor. We like lowbrow humor. We like kids humor. We like all of that kind of humor. So so it sort of hits on every level. First season of Phineas, I once got this note from the executives who like watched something and said. Well, that's a funny joke, but uh, I mean, I like that joke, but is our audience even going to get that joke? And mm-hmm. I said, I don't care. As long as that joke doesn't make your audience change the channel, we're yeah. aiming at the adults in the room. Trust me, there's yep. another joke coming for the kids in five seconds. That's so, so as long as they great. don't change the channel, I don't, mind, I don't mind going over their heads. What's yeah. the worst that's going to happen is the parents are going to laugh and the kids are going to be like, oh, that was something funny. Why was that funny? As yeah. long as that conversation with the parents isn't an uncomfortable conversation, we yeah. always put it in. Oh, you that's, actually, that's, 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 you nailed that for me. You totally nailed that answer. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, I, I read somewhere that it took you about 16 years to actually get Phineas and Ferb off the ground with Disney. Is that true? It did. It oh did. my it gosh. It was like 13 or 14 years before they they bought it. And then it was like another two years of, of making it before it actually went on the air. It takes, it takes, you know, there's a lot of lag time in animation from yeah. from starting up to the thing going on, uh, on the air. But yeah, no, we pitched it all over town. It got optioned twice. It, kept, it got pretty high up the echelon at Nickelodeon. It got uh, yeah. uh, Fox Kids was going to do it their next season. And then they got bought out by something else. And it disappeared. It was, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was the thing that we always believed in, and just kept pitching around. And it's, and finally, and Disney actually said no to it the first time we showed it to Disney, and wow. uh, and then they, you know, finally put it on the air after 13 years, and it was an overnight success. <laughs> yes, so, I mean, you are you're pretty amazing that you just persevered for that long because a lot of people would give up, you know. Yeah, it's like I, the reason we kept on that one is because that was the show that I kept looking at going, well, I really want to see this show. So I bet you that other people would want to see this show. If we can put yeah. this on the air, somebody, you know, I think it's going to find an audience. It found a much bigger audience, much Huge. quicker than either Swampy or I planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was like, Wow, this is a huge hit already. We've been on the air. I mean, did you like, have that like I told you so moment, or did you? Were you kind of, you know, cooler about it? it? Was, I guess than I would be. Was, I feel like I told you. Because, yeah, I I was I was happy that it, that it was happening. I tell you, first season I was working these ridiculous hours because I just wanted to make sure it was as funny as we could we we could make it, and yeah. it started on the air and. and and I told my wife at some point, I was like, you know what, I know I could come home at six and I think I could make a show that's good enough to get a second season. Right. But this is my, you know, this is my first chance to actually do a show that's mine. And I want to, you know, like what I would, what I'm shooting for yeah. is I want to do a show that changes the demographic of Disney Channel. Mm, you know, because yes. I've been on SpongeBob when it changed the demographic of Nickelodeon. I've been on The Simpsons when it changed the demographic of Fox. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I think I should shoot for. And then at least I'll get something that does a second season. And yeah. then I've been working on the show um, for, uh, you know, for all that time. And, and I was just working, 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 always rewriting and rewriting. And, uh, and it had been on the air for like three months. And I'm yeah. driving, driving to work 
and and I and I was I felt like my brow was always beetle. I felt like I, I was <laughs> I always just sort of stern. And uh, and and I thought about Swampy and Swampy. Every time I'd seen him in the last couple months, he'd been smiling and laughing, yeah. having a great time. I was like, why? Of course he should. Well, of course he should be smiling. He's got a big hit. Yeah. And suddenly I was like, oh shit. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. I said, oh, oh, holy, like, I have a big hit show on TV. And I suddenly Mm. realized, oh, my God, they've already, they have already put, uh, they've already done um, articles about how Phineas and Ferb had changed the demographic of Disney Channel. Oh, my God. And I read three of those articles. And I was like, oh, my, oh, my gosh, I better enjoy this. Yeah, like, you know, like like all of my dreams have come true. Oh Everything I wanted to do with this show has already come true, and I almost missed it because I was too busy making the show. And so, I, like from that point forward, and the funny thing is, like I'm in my car when I get this realization. Yeah, and I just started crying. Oh, Dan, this is so nice. Like, ugly crying, like I'm laughing and crying yeah. at the same time, which felt really cathartic and stuff. But I was really close to work when I had this, this epiphany. And yes. so I'm driving into work and I'm still crying and I'm like parking in my parking space and I'm like, okay, I gotta stop crying. Okay, I gotta like everything's great. Everything's great. I'm you know, like this is really good. And I like yes. put some Kleenex and I'm like dabbing off my eyes and stuff. Like I don't wanna be going into work when I like Damn, like, this like, just made me like the happiest. Myself. This made me yeah. so and happy. It was so great. It was so great. And the uh, and the thing that, that like really did it for me is that that every day for the past like three weeks, somebody from somewhere in Disney had sought me out to tell me how much Phineas and Ferb meant to their oh. to them and their their child. Are you kidding? It's it's the only show that we watched together, is what I heard oh. over and over again. And I was like, This is so great. We're like bringing families together and stuff. So I get myself all together and I go to the elevator and I go up and the, and the first floor opens and, and a couple people get in and then goes up to the second floor and a couple people get out. And the person who's left in the elevator is, is an editor from another show. Well, I sort of know her, but we've never really had a conversation. Yeah. Like I know who she is. I'm sure she knows who I am. And the door's closed and she just leans over to me and says, I just want to tell you how much Phineas and Ferb means to me and my son. It's the one oh. show we can watch together. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Okay, wow. please don't let me cry in front of this woman I yeah. know. <laughs> Wait, I feel like now, <laughs> like, I feel like my whole you life. Couldn't that, you couldn't have timed that any better. Yes, I, I feel like this is now, this is now my goal, Dan, like to have a Dan Robin Meyer <laughs> moment like this, where you have this realization yeah, that all yeah. of your dreams yeah. have come true, honestly. Yeah. That is so yeah. freaking cool. And this, this honestly, you've, you've made me, you've given me like such a nice high for the morning, you know, like a nice <laughs> natural feel good high, because this is just, it's one of those things that, you know, and it's so funny because I was on a vacation with my husband a few weeks ago and, and I had a moment being like, you know what? I feel so blessed. I feel so grateful on this vacation in Napa Valley, drinking wine and blah, blah, blah. And I'm taking this moment, you know, and I'm so happy. 
And, um, you know, a few hours later I got food poisoning and I was shitting myself and puking myself, which was, <laughs> yeah. So your moment's a little better than mine, but that was my last like feel good moment. But no, um, <laughs> Dan, I, I really respect you. I love your work. I, you know, I grew up on Rocco's modern life and SpongeBob and you know, my kids and I do watch Phineas and Ferb. So thank you so much for everything. And we're totally going to tune into Disney, um, for hamster and Gretel. So I cannot wait. Excellent. So it's on Disney Channel and Disney Plus. Disney Channel and Disney Plus. Oh, hell yeah. Well, you know, we love that Disney Plus app over here. So, um, all right. Well, Dan Povenmire, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so that was Dan Povenmire. I think you guys can tell what I meant just by... You know, he was so uplifting and so lovely to talk to. So we've got some really exciting guests coming up on Lauren interviews, not just actors. So um, stay tuned for next week. I've got two really cool guests that I cannot wait for you guys to listen to. So um, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe and download and everything. Until next time, thanks for listening.